0: Hi, I'm Mirendi Leverett, accredited exercise physiologist and manager of the University of Southern Queensland Sport and Exercise Clinic. This series is about sharing with you mind and body health advice while we're stuck indoors during this period of social distancing and home isolation. Today's guest is Dr. Yong Go, Senior Lecturer in Psychology at USQ. Yong is going to introduce you to the power of mindfulness, something we could all do with at this time.
1: Hi, Um It's good to be here. Right, mindfulness. It's um, the definition that can, we can use is non-judgmental awareness or observation of our present environment and ourself and the interaction between us and the environment, but doing so with clarity and calmness. So essentially the key words here are non-judgmental observations, being in the presence, being calm and being clear-minded.
0: So when you talk about non-judgmental, can you give us an example?
1: Well, for example, you know, if you let's just use the meditation as an example uh, for those who have done meditation, or just being sitting there quietly listening, you know, soaking in the environment, the sound. A non-judgmental uh, state will be you know, picking up all the sounds and all the visual cue that you got from you know from the surrounding, and just acknowledging that. Okay, someone a dog bark. Okay. But your your kid screaming, okay. <laughs> instead of a judgmental one, will be the dog bark you, and your mind go, ah, oh, that's so irritating. And the kid <laughs> screaming, ah, oh, can you just be quiet? That's where you put a judgment, a good and bad kind of view to it, instead of just taking it as it is without making any judgment. That's what I meant by non-judgmental observation.
0: Because we are all in self isolation at the moment. Why is mindfulness even important now with the current climate of everyone working? and studying at home?
1: Things have changed. Uh, our world has changed. It's, it's a period, I call it a period of upheaval, you know. It's a period, a very demanding period on our, on our mind because everything has changed. Our world has shrunk to the physical home that we're in. So some people will be feeling like in the prisons, you know, freedom has lost, you know. Um, our daily life, work life, social, family, all confined to our home now. So it's a new way of living Okay, the way we connect with people is also different now. It's, it's only done, you know, by non-physical means, you know, internet and, and all that, you know, phone call. And uh, on top of all this, all right, we are occupied with things like, you know, the threat of COVID-19, you know. You're worried about your kids you know, are able to pick up something yourself, you know, and some people, unfortunate ones, you know, have to deal with the job issue as well, losing jobs, you know. So... It is a difficult period where the mind is constantly being, you know, having to adjust, having to deal with a lot of these different things. So it's then analogy I always like to use is like a bottle of water um, with tea leaves in there. If you really shake the bottle, you shake the bottle, you'll realize that the bottle will be very, very uh, murky and you can't see through. This is our mind right now. So we need time to allow our mind to settle down so that, you know, we will have clarity just like the bottle of, of water that I mentioned you know, with tea leaves, you know, you shake it. So long as you keep shaking it, it will always be murky. But if you put, place it down, let it still settle and the tea leaves will settle to the base. And then what you have is that clarity, the clarity of water that you can see through. And that is something that we need, and especially in this period, during this period where there's so much demand and so much uh, thing going on in our mind. We do need time to clear our mind so that we are able to deal with the situation more effectively. The fact of the matter that if you think about your computer and your, 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 your smartphone, it has its own daily or weekly self-cleaning and virus-cleaning function, why on earth don't we have one for ourselves, especially during this period of time? So that's why mindfulness is, is, is that system that we can build into our daily life to help clear our mind and calm our hearts.
0: That is just such an excellent analogy, and I'm definitely going to use that in future. So you mentioned meditation as a form of mindfulness, but are there other ways of reaching mindfulness as well? Because I know there's a lot of people out there who just can't get into the zone of meditation, or if you're like me, I fall asleep during meditation. So are there some other ways that people can actually be mindful?
1: Let me give an example. I have an exercise that I use in my workshop. I run a lot of Stress Management and Mindfulness, uh, Letting Go workshops, where one of the exercises I use is called audio focus. Um, I actually have a, a YouTube clip, video clip of that as well, if you're interested, where what we do is just sit there, okay, take, take time off, sit there, and sit in one place, uh, any place, you know, in anywhere else, and just listen. Focus on just the sound around you, right, for, for a few minutes and just rest and relax. And what you're doing is giving your mind a a chance to settle down, like the example of the bottle, with the tea leaves, settling down. And it doesn't have – this is just one method called audio focus. But essentially what you need to do is activity that allows your mind to settle. Some people find drawing, you know, drawing those intricate or colouring. You know, they have this book that you can colour things. Very useful. They find it very uh, calming. Some people find knitting. My partner finds knitting very effective. you calm her down because it allows your brain to not go wild. It allows your brain to focus on one thing, and then keeping it at that state. Then slowly your body will go with it. You know, will start to settle. And, all. and once you reach that level, that's where you start to see your environment a bit more differently, a bit more holistically. I often say to my trainees in in a workshop that, you know, our reality is three-dimensional or multi-dimensional, But to be able to see that in a number of different dimensions is very difficult if your mind is all over the place. But if you can settle your mind and settle your heart, clear mind, calm heart, you'll start to see things from a number of different angles. And when you start seeing things from a number of angles, you start seeing possibilities and opportunities. So, the problem that you may face right now could be a problem, but it, once you're able to see that problem from a number of different angles, you might start realizing, "Oh, hang on, how can I see it this way? Because if I see it this way, here's the solution. Here's the way to deal with it. Ah is not that scary after all."
0: So anything that's keeping your hands busy or even just being still is a way of being mindfulness. So I guess if you like knitting or sewing. Or I was even thinking exercise is kind of like a form of mindfulness because you've actually got to concentrate on what you're doing.
1: Exactly. So long as you don't put judgment in there. So meeting can be a stressful thing when you go, oh, damn, I missed one. You know, oh, how stupid I am. And that's where you put judgment in there. And then the meeting becomes a a stressful thing. Yeah. So non-judgmental is very important.
0: You've mentioned about clear mind, calm heart. So what are some of the benefits physiologically, mentally, about doing mindfulness
1: well like i said earlier you know you start to see things from a number of different angles and then you come to realize you know um whatever that's bugging you that's troubling you may not be that scary because you start seeing opportunities chinese has a word for crisis called wei ti. all right it's a word for crisis and this chinese character consists of two characters Wei means danger Ti means opportunity and that's how the Conceptualize crisis as danger plus opportunity what it means is that any trouble that we face if we are able to see it from its various angles possibilities and solutions comes about you know because it's not we are not being locked down by one way of looking at it so with mindfulness you know one of the benefit is it allows you to see things more holistically more clearly all right and with that it allows us then to Attain a greater sense of peace and ease within ourselves. And of course, you know, when you're calm, your body feels more relaxed, right? You know, you're less likely to want yourself out from worries and exhaustion because you think too much or you got caught up, you know, with something that you can't go past because you can't see things more clearly.
0: We're all in a period of self-isolation at the moment. So what are some ways people can incorporate mindfulness into their daily routine? Because I guess I have noticed, even just myself and talking to other people, is that we are working on the computer for an extra long period of time now because we don't have that face-to-face contact with people. So is there anything you would suggest to people in terms of trying to incorporate mindfulness through their day?
1: Well, to start with this, um, we need to first be mindful that <laughs> mindful mindfulness <laughs> to be mindful <laughs> that mindfulness is not a tool. All right, um, we gotta see it as a state, a mental state. When you see it as a tool, you, it basically is something that you use, and then once you use it, you put it away, you put it on the shelf, and then you get on with your life. When the problem comes again, you you bring a tool out again. That's what I meant by tool. But mindfulness ideally should not be a tool; should be a mental state, a way of life, that means first we need to make sure that, you know, we, in relation to a COVID-19 kind of uh, the, the lockdown situation we're in right now being, you know, being cooped up in a, in a house, in our own home, there are two things we need to first get right. First, we need to make sure that we find a place in our home that we can engage in mindfulness, right? Find a spot a corner of house somewhere where you can make it conducive for you to engage in mindfulness i don't know how you can be mindful when you have kids running around their partner <laughs> screaming and say where's my lunch you know and then yeah. you got to be mindful very difficult right um so you got to be you got to be sure that um uh you find a place and make the place nice clean you know, calm and then you can engage in mindfulness that's one the other foundation is is that you need to establish is your own health making sure that you you know, you, you sleep well, you, you, you eat well, your diet is good. An analogy I get, often give is I don't know how you can be mindful if you have a big night, out, you down six bottles of tequila and you have a, a big know, hangover in the morning and you try to be mindful. I, the only thing I think you can be, be mindful is that huge headache that you're having right now, all right? So you got to make sure that you're healthy and well and all that. So these are two foundations that you got to have established first. Then you can engage in mindfulness in a meaningful and productive and, and constructive way, right? So, so, um, so I say work that two out first. Okay, when it comes to mindfulness activity, engaging in actual activity, it's not going to be. It's not difficult if you go into the internet or, or your YouTube. You'll see hundreds and one different. Mindfulness techniques that you can use. By all means, go for it. You'll find one that, that that works well with you. You know, like say, if you want, if you think drawing and knitting is good, then go for it. But make sure that you got a space where it's nice and comfortable, and you're well. you are well. You don't have a big hangover and try to knit your your socks. You know, it's going to end up becoming a sweater. So you got to be mind be able to do that. And also the other thing, the other thing I would like to advise is is don't go too deep and too far. Right, take it easy, take small steps, right? Engage in mindful activity for ten minutes or thirty minutes. Uh, make it a routine, right? And so you are aiming to turn it into a habit. And this is where I, the, the part about turning it into a man, mindset and way of life rather than a two. And that's what I meant by that. So as you let yourself do that, it become a habit and it become very natural. And make it simple because you don't want it to be too demanding and all, then you lose focus and lose interest, make it easy. Yeah, Yeah,
0: and I think that's right with a lot of people. They think mindfulness and they think meditation, but you've just said it doesn't have to be that. It could be just as simple as sitting there and listening to the noises around you and just absorb
1: them. Yeah, the trick, like I said earlier, is to make sure that you keep your mind calm. You want want your mind to remain calm, uh, clear, your heart calm, your mind clear. That's what you want to do, yeah.
0: Is there any kind of mindfulness applications or apps that you would recommend people to use? Because like I know I myself and I use it for my kids a lot is, you know, relaxation music to help settle them down and calm them down at the mm. end of a hard day. Is mm. there anything that you've seen out there that you think that's a pretty good mindfulness technique or tool?
1: Oh, there's so many. I, I can't think of one <laughs> off hand right now, but, um, Well, start with apps. You know, if you go into your Google shopping apps, you'll see a lot of mindfulness apps that's free. One thing I do do want to say is, is no, go for something that's free. Don't don't pay for it. (laughs) At at our level, you know, beginning level, we don't need those expensive ones, you know, where they got so many we spent stuff in there. You know, we just want one simple app that can allow you to engage in some activity that will uh, calm you down and help. You clear your mind. Uh, calming. You gotta be mindful that you know we are not just going for calmness. Yeah. Without clearing the mind, there are two different things. We need to have both.
0: Well, thank you so much for your time today. That was really enlightening, and I really enjoyed it. And I'm hoping everyone listening has um, learnt something about mindfulness today.
1: Thank you, Miranda.
0: Dr. Yonggo, senior lecturer in psychology at the University of Southern Queensland. If you know of anyone who could make use of the information in this podcast, please tell them about it. Thank you for joining me. Have a great day.